Welcome to Found in Prague. Welcome back, everybody, to Found in Prague. We are actually having a really fun time tonight because we have a guest with us. Um, it's our good friend Mitchell Mullen. And tonight we're actually talking about work life. So uh, welcome to the podcast, Mitchell. It's good to have you here. Thank you for having me. Yep, yep. So Mitchell actually just recently, um, well, recently-ish, started a new job. So we thought, you know, he would be great to have on this episode talking about work life. And yeah, so we're just going to jump in. We have a few different things to discuss on work life. And one of the things I was thinking would be kind of funny to talk about is some of our first job experiences. Um, I don't know if you guys remember your first job. I am in my first job. So. Oh, there you go. Like okay. seriously, first like, seriously? ever job? At first ever? Like, okay, I worked as like an English teacher for my friend, my mom's friend's children. Like it wasn't a big deal, but like this is my first office job, that, like agency type of thing. Like I did do freelance for a long time before, but you know, it was more for fun, not like an actual job with responsibilities. <laughs> that's interesting. I feel like that's a, a, a good thing. Like what's the definition of, of a job? Of a job <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or work. Cause like yeah. I would say like my first job when I was, I had it when I was like 15, I think. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Who would like to share their first job? I guess. Oh. Well, my first actual job, I had many jobs, but they weren't real, I guess. There's just more like construction work that's not the, like for a week or something. But my first job was uh, working as a QA engineer at Avast and I got it because um of a dog so <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait what how? uh the man he was the guy who gave it to us was a manager and I was studying IT and he works at IT company so my dad asked hey can Mitchell join he was like sure and wait your boss gave you the dog yeah oh nice. <laughs> we got it from him and that's how I got my first real job. From a dog. From a dog. And his name is Frodo, right? Yeah, Frodo. Frodo the dog. <laughs> what is QA job? Uh, quality assurance uh, engineer. So I'm basically it was me opening up uh, the newest release of our app and then testing it manually or whatever. So being on your phone for eight hours? <laughs> yeah. Uh but there was also like it, there was a lot of other stuff with the job, but that was mostly it. You know, I'm a queue engineer, right? <laughs> kind of, not really. <laughs> and where do you work? According to it, Citrix. Citrix. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. This is becoming very IT related. <laughs> <laughs> So it is. Can we switch it up to the fun stuff? We're graphic designers. Yeah, switch it up to the graphic <laughs> design. Let's go. So right now we currently have two IT 
buffs. Can I say that? Yeah. Buffs. Buffs. Mitchell. We've got IT guys. <laughs> IT guys. Yeah, we've got Alex and Mitchell in IT. We've got Adrian and Sean in graphic design. And we've got Amy and I in the mission field, but unemployed now. <laughs> Not both of you are in employed. No, <laughs> only one of them. Amy's in transition. <laughs> yes, I finished with the mission organization on September 6th, which um, time is irrelevant when it comes to the podcast. So <laughs> um, a couple weeks ago, and I'll be transitioning by moving back to Canada and starting a new job then. So as of right now, I am officially unemployed. Woo! We thank should you. just say very much. it's September twenty fourth right now when we're recording the podcast for everyone listening. So you might be listening depending. to this in the future. Yeah, um, or far in the future. You know, we never know when you will listen. But <laughs> when you do, please send us a message on any social media or an email and shout out to Amy so we can yeah. send it to her. Welcome to the year three thousand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, I think my. Well, I did a lot of like, obviously, like babysitting jobs and whatnot when I was younger. But my first job, I was 15 um, and I started teaching dance classes at my dance studio to kids. So I had, I think, like three classes a week nice. uh, that I taught ballet in. And it was super fun and creative and a lot of little tutus running around. That is so cute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was great. Uh, and then, yes, I was also a nanny for four kids and um bless their hearts they're super sweet kids but after i nannied i before i nannied i wanted 12 kids and after i nannied i was like i'm good i don't think i want any kids <laughs> you were like, cured i was cured you know 11 hours a day and i was like oh how do people do this this is crazy like so really i think the ultimate job is parenting <laughs> literally <laughs> oh my gosh uh, that was crazy i love them they were amazing kids and they were super fun like it was three girls and one little boy and he was the cutest thing i would literally like walk up to the house and open the door and he'd go princess princess Aww. i want to watch a movie <laughs> he was so cute he would always call me princess every time it was so adorable cute. but yes i I was like, this is a lot of work. And yeah, anyways. So those were my first two jobs. Uh, like my very first jobs. Other than like, yeah, construction stuff with like my dad and remodeling. and Yeah, it wasn't really construction. It was really just like manual labor. Digging trenches. Yeah. Child labor. <laughs> you know, just like digging trenches and horrible stuff. Like, horrible stuff. Yeah. Here in Czech Republic? outside Prague oh yeah my first job was a construction job I was I think 15 or 16 and I worked on the church construction in Russia and I was like really paid which was great nice. at, at the time um, so no child labor <laughs> exactly um, and I think it was the time when I realized I don't want to do a construction job all my time <laughs> I, yeah um, because it's actually really hard and um, we don't respect people doing these jobs mm. uh, too much. But it's a really hard job. And I think I did the mistake like of trying to catch up with people that were like 30, 40 years old when I was 16. So I might or might not have um, did damage to my body that is irreversible um, still. But yeah. What happened? 
I was just like trying to do same amount of work as people do that, you know, their bodies are Very already scary. formed and mine wasn't yet ready for that. So, yeah. Oh, man. All of y'all in construction and like my first graphic design job is based on like a construction company. So all I do is like designs for construction. So that's as much labor as I'm going to do. <laughs> So to say my job, first job, I remember already doing something when I was like 12, 13, was translation. I don't know what you consider a job, but I was just doing it because my parents told me. <laughs> something you get paid for. Pay, like yeah. you get Being voluntold yeah. is not a job. But the thing is, like, my mom and my dad is like, oh, we paid you, kind of. We gave you put, food and a roof. And we kind of, like, put that money into your bank account. And I look now, and they didn't. They did not. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Sad but day. I think if you consider getting paid... Um, my first job will be a photographer assistant nice. when I was uh, 19. Um, and the interesting thing was like, because it was my first job and I was working for a Korean, the thing is, even though I look Korean, I didn't know Korea, especially the work, work culture, like how crazy they work. Like 12 hours, 14 hours is nothing to them. It's like... They're like, if you feel tired, it's like, it's fine. Take a rest. Come back. It's like, you know, in five minutes. That's that's the culture that they have. So um, I worked about like nine hours a day straight. Oh, wow. uh, and uh, back then it was like minimum wage. That I got paid was like 80 crowns per hour. 80 crowns per hour? Yes. Oh, my gosh. So uh, the thing is, I worked there for almost two years. And... Uh, I learned a lot how difficult it was to make money, any kind of money back then. So I think it was a good thing that I learned um, how hard it was to make money back then. My first job was as a, or it wasn't the first, it was the second one. I was paid 10 crowns per hour. What? Oh my gosh. What? And what was it? QA engineer. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, what? That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't have any experience. Like, Literally, oh, no. Wow. And, uh, I wasn't working full time, so it was like a mm -hmm. per hour yeah. paid job. So, like, I was grateful for that because I could work while I was in university and also mm -hmm. gain the experience, experience yeah. which basically is the basic rule when you're studying and you finish and then you start looking for a job. And the first thing they ask, like, how much experience do you have? And it's like, yeah. well, I just finished, you know, my uni or whatever study and it's like well we, we require some experience it's like well how do i get experience if i you know just finished <laughs> I was my just uni. in school yeah so, i feel like oh yeah, yeah so that was my thinking uh like i didn't care how much yeah. i was paid but i mean i did care but it was good thing for back then and i wasn't getting uh money in crowns so it was like russian rubles so if you translate yeah. right now it's like yeah maybe i don't know 30 crowns whatever but um Still. <laughs> yeah it was minimum but what what i was getting wasn't the money but was experience of and course. i was learning a lot mm -hmm. and also you know get paid something so i can sustain myself so that was kind of my thinking back then nice i feel like that's alex's anthem for life is if you're in 
university, find something that you can do that gets you experience so that when you get out, you can say, I have this experience. I feel like that's really good advice. I was never in university, so I didn't use that. But I feel like for anybody listening out there that is kind of trying to plan out or think about their future, I think that's a good a good tip. I like it. Yeah, I'm definitely. Mm-hmm. My first job. <clears throat> Sorry for the raspy voice, but I was... If you listen to any of the other podcasts, I know that I really liked school and I was really smart and I liked to read. My first job, I worked in a library and I was so excited because I actually got paid more than like all my other friends for like not really doing like heaps of work. You know, you <laughs> put books back on a shelf. I was 14 and I remember me being like the person that I was and not really, I don't know, thinking I was like getting all this experience or whatever. This other girl like started working like three months after I had started and she came up to me one day and she was like, so like, are you the other like new student that just started? I was like, um, excuse me, I've been here for like three months already. <laughs> and she was like, oh, sorry. And nice. I was like, I'm like, so experienced already. Like, <laughs> I shelf books in such an incredible way. Right? Like I could do it with my eyes closed. <laughs> I know where everything is. So what would you guys say like was the most valuable experience from your first job? Like thing you took away from it? Not to do it the rest of your life. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's good. Find find another job that will give you paid more and will not destroy you in like, you know, a few years of you working. I think for me, something that was like really like a good valuable tool or lesson that I took away from my first job at that dance studio was uh, really knowing what my employers expected of me and having that in, in paper writing and me feeling comfortable with it and agreeing with it. It was kind of a bummer how I ended up uh, leaving that job. I don't actually even remember all the details, but I remember that my mom had to get involved and it was kind of really sad. I really loved the the dance company and the people that were there they'd been my dance instructors for a long time um but it it kind of turned out in like a really kind of bummer of a situation and i think it was a good lesson it was a good lesson in learning uh the expectations that are required like beforehand um especially as like a 15 year old right you're not thinking about those things at all and so you just kind of go oh yeah like i'll do this And um, so I think that was like a really good lesson for me. And I think as well, just learning responsibility, you know, I had to prepare my classes in advance and have, you know, and be there on time and um, deal with customers. And so that was a huge thing to learn at the age of 15, just dealing with all those things. I remember one time I had picked up like a few extra classes for some of the other teachers that couldn't come for some reason I don't remember what was going on but because they weren't part of my regular schedule I totally forgot about them like 
I was out with my family and forgot that I was supposed to be teaching that day. It was so bad. And I got a call from my boss and she's like, Brando, like, where are you? And I was like, oh my gosh. So I like booked it to the studio and I got there and like taught it. But I was just so mortified, but that I had forgot, but because it wasn't part of my regular routine schedule, I just, it didn't, I just totally slipped my brain. So yeah, I think just learning responsibility and um, yeah, that was really good. For me, I had been doing freelancing for about two years. And so I was working by myself for a long time and just like, you know, being my own boss and doing things with very small companies because I was doing things for like my friends and acquaintances and stuff. And then this year when I started my own like studio, I started working with a lot of different people and like my collaborators and stuff and getting bigger clients and having to deal with more legalities and stuff like that. So it was very stressful at the beginning because I didn't know what I was doing. But then when I started this job at the agency that I'm at, um, my boss is an incredible mentor and he has taught me so much. And so a lot about like a lot of the things about communication with not only the clients, but the team themselves and then Mm -hmm. the contracts and the time trackers and stuff like that that we use in the agency that I work at, I'm applying it into my own company now because it's actually like a huge learning experience. And so, um, yeah, I think there's always something to learn and you just have to put yourself in the right place to to actually learn something that's gonna help you grow, I guess. I've lucked out and had like a lot of really good bosses and managers and I feel like that's not everyone's experience, but I think something that um, helped was I, I, I grew up with a pretty like strong work ethic and by showing that I was like reliable and um, consistent and like showed up for my shifts and like always did like, you know, my best because I was a perfectionist and had to do, you know, 110%. Um, I think like just seeing the difference between some of the other people that I worked with that would, you know, always give away their shifts or wouldn't ever show up or would only show up and do a half um, half job. Um, <laughs> um, I think it's just, yeah, the, this, the difference of what a manager or a boss is like looking for. And it's worked out in, in a lot of places that I worked, they've ended up like creating positions to keep me there. Like I was supposed to leave one job because I had graduated high school and they're like, oh, like normally, like I graduated high school really early. And they're like, normally we only hire people till they're like out of high school, but you're not 18 yet. So maybe we could create this position and you could stay with us longer. And so I think um, for me, it was the amount of work that I put into a place was kind of also the amount that I got out of it. And I know it's not everyone's experience. Sometimes you can get taken advantage of or they like overwork you. But I think something I really appreciated from the jobs that I've had was um, just that there was like a mutual respect in a lot of ways that if I was willing to be consistent and work hard, like I was given different positions, I was given uh, raises like more than other people around me. So yeah, I think just the lesson of hard work and consistency. Mm, I like that. And I think that having like a very positive attitude towards all the situations is incredibly important when you're in the workplace because even with me, there's a lot of things that I don't see eye to eye with my boss or with the rest of my team. But when I see, okay, they're helping me out with my visa to stay in the Czech Republic, they give me a salary every month, um, I have a good team. We like I get to do some like everything super diverse and stuff and like my daily tasks. So there are always good things in the bad and just 
you know, kind of figuring out where you can, like, for example, Alex, you know, he says he was getting paid 30 crowns an hour, but he was getting the experience that he needed for afterwards. So there's always something good, I guess. Not anymore, but... <laughs> was, I said was. <laughs> well, Mitchell, for you, like I mentioned earlier, you just recently started, kind of recently, started a new job. You were studying and how would how is that transition from like going from studying and being in university to working and like would you have any like insight for people that are kind of maybe in that phase of life well i've been working for like <clears throat> four months now and i was working while studying so now i'm just working so <laughs> it's just not studying now but uh that was my yeah that's this is my first full-time uh quote-unquote real job like I'll keep company it, job. yeah company job that's full-time but uh I don't know I mean one thing that feels good is I feel independent um but it kind of also I don't know I'm kind of realizing that you know you're just never going to be satisfied and you're always like looking for more out of a job because at the beginning I was super happy, but you know, you keep, I don't know. It's Wanting a grind. More, yeah. yeah. So I'm just realizing you're just never going to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're always going to strive. I think that's a very societal thing. Yeah. Society wants us to keep wanting to go up the, the ladder. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's, uh, definitely, as Alex did, like very good idea to be working while you're studying because I think if you don't, you just become kind of, I don't know, lazy or you just need to do something. Or maybe like out of touch with what's coming. Yeah, that as well. But I wouldn't recommend doing full-time job while studying. No, <laughs> I would not do that again. <laughs> That's what I did for a couple of months, and then I, I was dead at the end of it. I was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> it really depends. It depends on like what were your goals. For example, I was studying for for being a primary school teacher, and I knew I didn't want to be a primary school teacher when I finish. <laughs> so I started looking for a job, and like at this time, I didn't care what exactly the job would be. I just knew that I like want something else but i didn't know what exactly i wanted to do so i started basically looking into my kind of things that i enjoyed doing or i was interested in and then i started f looking in the field uh, of you know what could be the job applied to the things i really enjoyed doing and then somehow connections made were made and like i, I landed up on a job that i'm still doing basically up until now but you know it could have been again some trial and error like I could have ended up in a job that I didn't like but at least I would see it you know s soon enough so I can switch to something else but when you are out of university or studying you basically are expected to provide for yourself you know for the rest of your life kind of and if you then starting figuring out things it's just like you delayed yourself for quite some time I, I mean I, I'm not saying it's not possible but yeah I mean it's Again, you know, it's it doesn't have to be everyone, right? I'm just telling my experience and my thought process at, at the time. And at the time, like, my parents were struggling kind of to, like, they were providing for, for me, right? But I didn't want to 
be the dependable at the time and i just really wanted to take this burden out of them and i knew the sooner i do it the better will be for everyone right it will be experience for me it will be help for them so that then you know don't have to work that much or you know maybe they would switch to other job that they enjoy more and you know not stress so much of working over hours on the job they hate so it kind of was a combination of factors uh, at, at the particular moment. And like, we were not super rich back then. We were living in one room apartment, all three of us. And we just moved like super recently to a new country and things like that. So like, it, it's not like my parents were super rich and then I just did it for fun. You know, like if I could maybe afford myself, maybe I wouldn't do it. I don't know. But whatever situation was, it was... I see I saw my parents working really hard to like provide for me and do the best they can so I can get an education and like better life and I didn't want to you know just be lazy and do nothing so that's that's my thought process yeah I think that's kind of it's just making me think of how you know, we've talked a lot on this podcast about, you know, finding a purpose, finding a dream that's involved different jobs or maybe career paths. Uh, but I think it's an interesting thought to think of how sometimes you just have to work just to work, right? Like so, sometimes you just, you're in a job. Uh, it's not something that you're super passionate about, but you just have to do it. Like you just, you need to do it to provide for a family or for yourself or, or whatever it is. And I think that what we were just saying earlier is so true is like finding like what can I learn from this experience? Like even if it's a really crappy experience, um, but I'm <laughs> classic super, I'm trying to always look on some sort of positive side of, of life in one way or another. But, but, I, but I think that it's true. Like you can find something where you're like, you can pull something out of it unless it's like a terribly toxic environment. You know, sometimes you need to actually remove yourself from some of those situations if you if you can and find something less toxic but um but i think that even you know in in a lot of circumstances you can find something like what can i take from this what can i learn from this what can i use in the future and maybe it's a stepping stool towards something um stepping stone towards something that you do want to pursue in the future i think of like for me uh thinking back like I didn't, I wasn't planning on being a dance instructor my whole life. I wasn't educated enough for that. I started dance really late. But looking back, I'm like, man, that was such a cool tool in learning leadership in learning how to, you know, deal with different people. And that has proven so necessary with so, so many of the things that I've done today. And I'm like, wow, I was 15 when I was learning that. Like that's such a cool opportunity that I had. Um, I don't think I fully realized it at the time, but looking back, I can, I can say that now. And, um, but yeah, I think that's kind of an interesting dynamic, like the difference between just needing to work to work because you need to do that and pursuing maybe a specific career or something that you're super passionate about. And sometimes it changes, like Mitchell was saying, like he was super stoked about when he first started his job. And maybe like that luster, lackluster. Is that what you can, can you say that? Lackluster? Yeah, I, I was wondering what, what, what was the thing you were, you were not excited anymore. Like amount oh, no. of job or like money or like. Well, it's just experience. like 
you know, you kind of just realize this was like my whole goal, like in school is to get this first like real quote unquote job. Um, and you get it. And then you realize like after three months that like, well, now I want to be, you know, I, I want to go higher, you know, like now I'm not satisfied again. I don't think it's a problem, right? It's, a yeah, it's not a problem, but you kind of just, um, you know, I don't know. You just have to be smart about it, I guess. Because, you know, I guess when you're in school for so long, that's all you think about. And then, I don't know. It's not that big of a... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't get fully what you're... Like, is it is it like you want... A higher role? Do you yeah, like, uh, like, because uh, right now I'm a junior, and like go to next one. Yeah, depending on where you do your, uh, you know, job, like it's it's much mm-hmm. easier in startups because I also was working in mm-hmm. startups, and there you have more opportunities for growth, and I think that's basically where you create or you kind of climb the ladder faster. Because corporate yeah. jobs, they are super slow and to get a promotion in a corporate environment is super hard. Unless you get a great um, manager uh, that like really sees you like working mm-hmm. hard and really vouches for his uh, like engineers and basically the employees he has under him. So it's a combination of multiple things, but also, you know, it's you just need to understand that the corporate job is the one that you progress yeah. like slower <laughs> than everywhere else. So if you're not satisfied, there are paths like to kind of grow somewhere else. Like that's that's how it's it's very funny. But um, when I was working at Microsoft, most people were kind of joking in quotes that it's easier to get a promotion being like get out of Microsoft. And then get back in and get promoted. Then being sitting there and like waiting for your promotion, it, they they make it really hard. And it's like you can bust your ass off, you can work weekends, and you can you wouldn't be promoted just because some manager didn't you know look at you or didn't see your work or whatever. So mm-hmm. it happens. And if you're really like striving for more experience or like a higher position just go out of the place if, if they are not promoting you you know it's not like three, you wait three months and then every i don't months, expect to be no no i'm, I'm just saying <laughs> yeah yeah but of course like it takes time you know but if you are really qualified for your next job and you're not getting it you know year after year yeah. something is wrong in a place and you shouldn't be there anymore so i think it's also oh i i, I was just thinking how uh sometimes i think we think that what we started with is what we have to do for the rest of our lives and it's not it's not like i think that yeah there's seasons and times where you buckle down and you do something and you grind you do the grind and you go through what you got to go through but i think there's also seasons and times like where you know especially if god's leading you just to switch things up like to not be afraid to take those risks as well and to not think that you're stuck. And, and sometimes, I mean, it depends on the personality, right? Some people like that stability and knowing that they're going to be doing this same thing. And that brings them a lot of peace. And then there's other people <laughs> like me um, 
where you're always looking for something new. You want to try something new or do something new. Being tied down to one thing sounds horrendous. Like I remember when I, just even in my commitment to coming to here for two years, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so long. Like two years is so much time. And then God asked me to stay for five years here in the Czech Republic. And I was just like, what the heck? Like, that's why I didn't want to go to college because I couldn't commit to like four years of college. Like that sounded horrendous to me. I was like, I don't want to do that. So I think for somebody out there that's listening and they're like, that's me. Like, it's okay also to explore and like you can switch things up too. But sometimes, and I'll say this to the people that are like that as well, sometimes you have to buckle down and commit to something and do the grind. And there's so much reward that comes in learning how to do that as well um, in your jobs. But it just reminded me of Amy and I just met this guy the other day. He's a tattoo artist. And I asked him how long he was tattooing for. Um, and he said like, oh, six years. And he was like younger middle age. And I was like, oh, what did you do before that? And he was like, oh, I had a business with my dad. We like owned a skate shop or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's a big shift, like going from like owning a business to being a tattoo artist. I was like, were you always into art? He's like, no. Like I literally was never did art before in my life. And I was like, what? Like, how did you become a tattoo artist? Like, how did you do that? He's like, well, I just always loved tattoos and just decided to go for it one day. And I was just like, that's so cool. Like, so I just think, yeah. It's part of just being willing to be in the process of your life and work, work life. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of Found in Prague. If you enjoyed today's show, please like, subscribe, and tell a friend. Follow us on social media at Youth Praha. Join us next time. <laughs>